Do you wish that your team were having more strategic conversations with your key accounts? Do you have a clear understanding of what strategy is? Do they have a clear understanding of what strategy is? It's fair to say that the S word gets banded around a lot in business. We even talk about it as one of our guiding pillars for success in CAM. And with words that get so heavily used, it's common for the waters to get muddied and the definition to become overcomplicated, which of course leads to overthinking activities and behaviours. Do you let the words that you use with your key accounts do all the heavy lifting rather than developing the skills to open up more curious and value-based conversations, looking at longer-term vision and the actions that will get you there? Well, in today's episode of Camcast, I take a look at the topic of strategy with brand strategist Shelley Rosland. Shelley works with subject matter experts to clarify their brand purpose and value by leveraging a blend of belief systems, customer journey insights, and core product refining. She hails originally from South Africa, has got an honours degree in economics, and has worked in the fitness, property, and franchise sectors. Since 2010, she's run a strategic digital marketing agency with her Swedish husband, working predominantly within service-based businesses. With Shelley having strategic conversations on a daily basis with her clients, I was keen to hear her thoughts and dig deep on this big topic. With our clients, of course, we work heavily on developing teams to have more strategic conversations with their most important customers, ultimately forging the trusted partnerships that they desire and developing long-term profitability. So by putting this topic on the table for us to dissect a bit, we'll look at how to define strategy in a business context. Why does it become so overcomplicated? The value of having strategic conversations with clients and how to have them. When is the right time to start a strategic value-based conversation with your clients and how to handle the entrepreneurial personality types when having focused discussions. With strategy being such an important component to understanding our customers, it's so important that as CAM pros, we're able to get a firm grip on the strategic skill set, empowering us to truly become experts in the customer's world. Welcome to CAMcast. I'm your host, David Ventura, a key account management consultant at camguru.com. In this podcast, we explore the strategies, systems, and skills you need for effective key account management. We talk to expert guests and business leaders, sharing the tips, tactics, and techniques for looking after your most important customers. This is Key Account Management Made Easy. So, Shelley, thanks so much for joining us today on Camcast. I feel a little bit guilty, actually. I've invited you on to talk about quite a big topic. And for me, a topic that sort of, I think a lot of businesses massively overcomplicate. And partly because, you know, perhaps we don't have a really, really clear definition and or understanding of what strategy really is. So I, I thought perhaps that's where we could start. We could talk about, you know, what is our definition of strategy. I've asked a few people that I've spoken to this morning for their definitions, and I'll share those with you uh, in a minute. But we, we sort of look with words and with language, I guess, about the origin. And I had a quick look on etymology.com nice. to look for uh, the, well, I thought, you not, know, where... Not Wikipedia. 
<laughs> where where better place to look than go to the home of etymology online? Now, bearing in mind, we're relying on the accuracy of the internet here, so don't hold me to this. But what I found was that the word strategy itself actually originates from the Greek language in the 1600s. It was adopted later in the 1800s by the French. And actually, its, its usage was to describe the art of a general. So very much in the military sense. I got you. So so the real origins of strategy come from military terminology. And and I guess that there's an awful lot that we can learn Mm -hmm. from military behaviours and military characteristics. And yet, obviously, business is different in many ways. And we adopt this word strategy as as our own. So, Shelley, what would you say? Give us a one-line definition of what you think strategy is. I think very simply, strategy is that path that links vision to action, if I had to put it into one-liner to keep it simplistic. Yeah. And I guess there's two things in that, isn't there? There's the end destination division and it being more than just a target or an objective and then there's the action and activity yeah so the actual path that path that's linking those two points right so and of course we could we could dig into vision couldn't we as to what people's definitions of vision is but for the kinds of clients that i work in and the level and i think potentially um the guys that are listening and the guys that you end up working with guys and girls let's be um universal is that the vision is just literally your future kind of like way future like you know, what's our purpose? Why? What's our reason for being as a business? But that path trying to link that, you know, that that kind of future state to the how of what's going on today so that your your team in-house within your business know what the heck they're trying to go for. Mm. That strategic path that links us to those words that you talked about now, the objective, that is the work that gets done within that strategy. So you very much start with the objective, but I think the important part is to articulate the objective in very clear-cut objective terms that are realistic so mm. everybody can understand what you're talking about. Yeah, and and that's the, the, the big thing around strategy for me. It's, it's got to be communicated in, in a way that mm. people really understand. Mm. Maybe I could share with you some of the answers I got when I asked the question earlier on. Good old social Um, media. (laughs) Absolutely. So one of the answers was how you deploy your resources to achieve the objective. So I guess what what we were looking at there is thinking of it as a game of chess. You know, how do you move your your people, your product, your money, your buildings, your technology, etc. around the board? For me, I guess that speaks a bit more to the plan rather than the vision, which needs to be part of it as well, and the articulation of what to do rather than where you're going? Yeah, I think when you, you once you've got your strategy, for me at least how my process kind of works, because I, I try and keep things a little bit more simple. So you go, okay, I'm doing this because of this reason. And then I'm going to, you know, that the, the how and the what kind of becomes clear when you've worked out the why. And you can use that throughout putting your vision together as well as putting your strategy together, because your strategy, you'll then go into your tactics. Everyone jumps into the magpie tactics of, right, am I going to do a LinkedIn ad campaign? Am I going to do a like, okay, you're going down into the where my view of, you know, implementing the strategy. So you've got to also then remember the difference between strategy and tactics. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes people view tactics as strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, the strategy comes first. Yeah. And that's where we get people saying, you know, I, I work very strategically. Yeah. And you kind you, of think, well, what, yeah. what do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. And and maybe that's why the question is so difficult to 
answer. To, to answer, because people have this sort of weird view of what strategy is and mm -hmm. think that they're being strategic when in reality they're being mm. tactical. And that's that's the, the balance, isn't it? Are you yeah. being are you genuinely being strategic or are you being tactical? Mm. Sometimes people think that strategic means they're being pretty wily. You know, right, they're right. being, you know, crafty or yeah. they've they've been smarter about doing something. I was like, no, actually, you've just been, you know, technically pretty smart. <laughs> Again, you yeah. know, um, strategic thinking needs to be third position. So anybody who's been who's been coached or gone through any kind of coaching, you learn about first, second and third position. Right. So you can't have, and, and we'll probably get into this now when we're talking about camp pros trying to work with their clients. Right. You cannot be, you know, in the mix when you're trying to actually think strategically or put a strategic plan together. You've got a third position yourself, which basically means just take a step back and like pretend you're looking at what's going on as a viewer and mm. observer. Mm. So you can see the tactical team trying to like run away with all of their campaigns and and whatever it is that they're doing. And then you see the board members or the business owner over here kind of going, but I'm awfully important because I'm making lots of all of these decisions and that. But those two, if they're not talking and haven't aligned each other, there's just a lot of busyness going on. Yeah. And not a lot of, you know, productivity. Not a lot of business. <laughs> it's of busyness, business, but not business. Not business, exactly. Because <laughs> I think, just as you were saying there, I, I was thinking, well, how often do I hear clients say that they work in partnership? They have partners that they work sure. with. And yet, when you hold that word under the microscope and try and mm. scrutinize it and mm. justify that the word is valid, mm. can you really do that? And strategy and being strategic is another one of those examples. You know, we, we almost try and get the word to do the heavy lifting for us if we say something is strategic mm. then we're saying it's really important and it's got all the eyes and focus of all the right people and this is a senior thing and and all of that and mm. actually you know like you say it's, it's there's tactical stuff that is very separate from the strategic mm. stuff let me share with you some of the other examples yeah, so i had one example that was strategy is a carefully considered set of actions that is designed to eliminate obstacles and give you a confident route to achieving a specific outcome how do we feel about that one I think that sounds like a complementary overview tactical plan that would sit alongside your strategy. Yeah, yeah. Because again, I think your strategy just needs to be, you know, it's objective led and you and, and very clear of, you know, this is what we're trying to achieve in the business in the next two to, you know, generally when I do strategy sessions with clients, which are focused on the more on just on the digital marketing side of things, I only look in the next two years purely because of the rate of change. Right. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that because I think in the day that, and I, I think you and I both agree, like, especially with the pandemic, this hyper adaptability and the pivoting and the amount of moving and flexing that business had to do, I don't think anybody can do a strategy further than two years, you know, 12 months if we're lucky. <laughs> mm. But you still got to be led by your vision, don't you? But what you don't want to do is, you know, and I think that definition again goes back into the how and then starting to tackle all the detail, whereas strategy is really trying to give you this kind of compass true north. Yeah that the rest of your team can fall behind, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And so I really like that statement. But again, I think much like you, I was drawn to it being a component of a component strategy of, 
rather yeah. than an overall description of it. I'll, I'll share with you this. This was my favorite one that I got. In, and I'm going to credit credit him now. So Warwick Brown, who you know, was a guest yes. on Camcast a few episodes ago. Love I love this single yes. sentence where he just said, <laughs> it's changing the future with intent. Oh, he's so lovely. <laughs> it's I, a great, it's a, I think it's the closest probably to what we were saying about linking your vision with your action. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, as long as there's that element of actually it's a separate component from vision. Yeah, yeah. You know? and you know, you, you know from me, I like to take things that are often made very complex and, and try and simplify them, simple. right? Mm-hmm. For me, you know, when I think about strategy, I don't necessarily have a strap line for it or a one-line definition, right. but it is all about understanding where you want to be. It's all about being aware and understanding and being clear about where you are. And then it's the bit in the middle around the plan and how you're going to do that. Mm. Often in that plan and how, I think people get bogged down too much into the detail and then it becomes tactical. So keeping the how and the plan at a level in which it is still strategic, you know, almost, you know, some one of the questions I like to ask when it comes to the sort of end destination is, you know, what do we want to be famous for? What is the thing that's going to make us special that that's what we're we're aiming for? And then the 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 plan and how we're going to do it will be the initiatives and the projects that we feel we might need to run in order to again just that that's cascading down as michael hyatt likes to call it you know cascading down what what that then gets translated into because you've got the doers you know the doers done here they need to just crack on they're like right tell us what you need what is that you want us to do what are we meant to achieve right we'll get on with putting together all of that list of activity that we need to do in order to achieve those things yeah totally so this is quite inwardly focused at the moment. We're thinking about right. what a strategy could look like for our business or for our key account management yeah. team or the, the culture in the business. Yeah. Let's now flip it because having strategic conversations is mm-hmm. a really, really powerful tool and skill set for mm-hmm. CAM professionals and CAM teams to be able to engage with customers at that trusted partnership, trusted advisor level. So I guess the question is, why is having a strategic conversation so powerful, so important with clients? You know, what's in it for them? What's in it for us? And what's the benefit? Mm. The importance is to know what's the difference between a normal conversation Mm-hmm. and a strategic conversation. And I think the trigger for me is where you've moved from a cost-based transactional conversation to a value-based conversation. So for me, if you if you make that list of those kind of triggers that you know that before you're going to go in with a customer, if they start talking about those certain things, that means you're sitting in a cost-based conversation and actually they can't see further than that. And the value of actually going in with a strategic, you know, with the idea that you're going to go in and have a much more value-based conversation than a cost one is you start to have a very different type of conversation. And also, I think you've also got to have a very good listening as well. I think you'll probably Mm. agree when you're talking to a customer, it's not about... It has raft of, well, I I think you need this now because, you know, you've bought this service. Yeah. So my statistics yeah. here say that 50% of people who buy this now want this. So like you want this now, don't you? Instead of coming from the element of asking those really open and curious conversations, which is what you would do in a more strategic conversation, you go, oh, I find this interesting over the last couple of years. This is what you've done. You know, you know, what else is going on for you in your business at the moment? You know, tell yeah. me a little bit about, you know, what is your vision? Mr. Client, yeah, you know, 
And then actually by listening a little bit more than actually talking, yeah, uh, which you want to be doing in strategic conversations, absolutely, you might get other little alerts going, oh, hang on, yeah, there's an even bigger opportunity because I didn't even realize that in two years' time they're thinking of acquiring B, uh, you know, a completely different business. Mm. They might be wanting to diversify, but they won't necessarily tell you that as a supplier. Yeah. Because in because that's not head, a now conversation. It's not a part of the tactical day to day. Listening is so important and so underlooked as a skill set. Hmm. And there's all sorts of great quotes and stats that you can throw up. You know, you, the, the the good old fashioned one that Mum used to say. You know, God gave you two of these and one of these, David. So know when to know when to speak, and know when to listen. I pulled up a quote earlier on, which and then made, and then then little David came with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Absolutely, mommy. exactly. That's me. Can't tell me to. To, to listen I want to speak uh, <laughs> you know me too well Shelley this is the okay, problem the quote I pulled up earlier on which I thought many of our listeners actually will be familiar with Stephen Covey and the seven habits of oh gosh yes people. it but was the, my first I was my first proper business book it's a, it's a great read and so powerful from a personal point of view as well as business point of view but the, the quote there of course is most people do not listen with the intent to understand they listen with the intent to reply Hmm. And that and that's the that's the 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 trap, isn't it? That's the trap that we could fall into is, you know, getting ready to find that one thing that the customer might say that gives us permission to then, as I would call it, which I've, and I genuinely believe this is one of the biggest symptoms of that hopium addiction that, you know, we talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. is vomiting all over the customer. And yeah. just going, blah, 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 this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what we want to try and eradicate. And we can eradicate that by just listening, being a bit more Some, curious. I mean, I think sometimes when I was, I was listening to a great podcast, I can't remember which one it was they were saying it this week. It wasn't Camcast, was... was it? I'm sure it was Camcast. Great <laughs> podcast. Just, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like the power of silence. And actually using the power of silence as well in those strategic conversations, because mm-hmm. they were quite funny with saying nature hates a vacuum. So basically, wherever there's like silence, like you just feel this need to fill it. Mm-hmm. It, was a pricing, it was a pricing one I was listening to, how you price yourself in terms of value. And he was just saying, you know, you just need to sit with, you know, zipping it up. Basically, you can say something to get the decline to start talking to you, but then you just sit, you know, count to 10 in your head if you need to. But let let them fill the site because you never know what's going to come out, the gems that will come out from a client without you even having to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And picking up on those gems and asking for more on them. Yeah. That's yeah. a real skill, isn't it? To be able yeah. to just pick up on something that someone said and say, just tell me a bit more about that. Yeah. And the key to that is curiosity, isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. be flippin' curious. And don't feel like you have to know everything in that moment. Like have that strategic conversation with the output in mind being you're like, who's that funny investigator, the cartoon inspector gadget <laughs> or him <laughs> or an investigator. If you, you know, put something like that in your head where you yeah. go, actually, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to investigate. You know, so I'm going to go, go, go gadget curiosity. That, that's great. But curiosity is key because in the space of being curious, you're almost childlike in your curiosity going, yeah. but why? No, why is that? Oh, that's interesting. Tell me a bit more about that. What's that bit? You, you just struck something there for me because so I think one of the reasons that cam pros often 
struggle or get nervous with the mm-hmm. idea of having strategic conversations is that they think they need to have all the right answers. Mm-hmm. They think they need to go armed in there to be the trusted expert, the the credible expert that they're being paid to be. Mm-hmm. And actually, if they went in there a little more childlike, mm-hmm. curious, just wanting to learn and find mm-hmm. out more, that's where the real value lies. Yeah. Make the space for it. You know, don't set yourself mm. up for, you know, thinking, oh, if he asked that question, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. It's like set the space for it going, look, I want to have this chat with you because I'm actually really interested in and curious as yeah. to what's going to be, you know, I really love your business. I've loved working with you for the last couple of years, but, I'm, you know, I've seen some really great things going on in the marketplace. I was really curious to see how you're doing it. You know, can we have this conversation? But if they start, and also don't be afraid to, and I do this with clients, is if they do start to ask things where you think, actually, I need to think about that a bit more before I answer you. And I'll be honest and say that. So I'll tell you what, that's a really valid point you've brought up there, or it's a really interesting point that you've brought up there. What I'd like to do is go and do a little bit of research on that, because I think I know what might be the right thing for you or the right solution, Mm. but I just want to validate that before, before I actually articulate that to you. Yeah. Don't be afraid. So don't be afraid, but the positioning, I just want to rewind back to that because actually that's a really important element of getting it right is positioning it in the right way and making sure that the client understands uh, right from the offset what's in it for them to open up. And I think if we're going to go in with these curious questions, we need to very much be, you know, be open and specific about why is it you want to know more about their business and what value are they going to get from your learning and, and make understanding? It safe, make it safe, a, a safe space for them. You know, again, anybody who's ever had coaching and also even particularly training and some of the training that you do, for example, you know, you'll always set the space. Mm. So, and you've got to be careful because some clients you might end up working with. I know you work with some clients in like cybersecurity and tech and comms and that kind of thing. You can have clients that are working in space that are either highly competitive yeah. or, you know, they've got a, a lot of IP to protect as well. So, and I think part of this bit, isn't it, is trying to get your credibility there where they trust you enough to have open conversations with you. And to be honest, I've had some of the best work with clients where we are pretty much partners, where like I know their business inside and out. I wouldn't dream of talking to somebody else about their business because to me that's confidential. I feel like a therapist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't talk about my client elsewhere unless they wanted me to. But I think when you've got that level of trust where they understand that it's safe to mm. have some of mm. these conversations with you, that's also where some opportunity lies as well. Create the space, like you said, create, create, the create the space. And also I think create the space where the stuff that needs to get said, gets said. Yeah. And that's actually really valuable to, just to know that actually some of the stuff that you're trying to get talked about, unless you create, yeah, unless you create that, you're just never going to have that, that conversation. Because yeah. it'll swing back to transactional, won't they? Because ultimately they'll still in their head, see you as their supplier of X. Right. Mm, yeah. So we got to get them out of that mindset of I'm not calling you as a supplier here. I'm calling you as the person that's been yeah. working alongside you for years, blah, blah, blah. I need to, well, months, it depends on how long you've been working. Because otherwise, if it goes into transactional, you're not going to have those valuable 
conversation. One of the things that that we bang on about with our clients is the power and the value of having somewhere to capture all of this information. So, you know, we we have a a very much a one page model that that we use Mm -hmm. uh, that enables us to capture the headlines Mm of a client strategy. We can then use that internally to share with other colleagues and have conversations about the account inside our business. But we can also then, you know, present it back to the client to say, you know, this is our understanding of you, your business, your strategy. And that only serves to to validate and uh, I suppose, you know, demonstrate to the customer that we've got it and we've got them and we understand them. What's your experience about, you know, where to keep, where to capture that information? I think it depends on your size of your organization, doesn't it? But I think when you're talking to guys like your account managers, you're they're hopefully not dealing with 200 customers, right? So they might have a handful of, you know, account managers by definition are, are dealing with the more, the, not the more important because everybody's important as a client, right, or a customer. But in terms of profitability for the business, in terms of who are your most important customers or your most mm. important clients, those account managers are potentially dealing with those guys, right? So it's definitely important to capture. I feel like it's part of my process to also display to them that that what they have said has been heard and it's really important and I've made notes about it. Mm. I also use it as a, from a reference point, from my point, before I go and have another conversation with them, I'll go through my notes and go, oh yeah, like last time he said this and I also would have made notes on he seemed to be, this seemed to be a real pain point for them. Don't bring it up again until you've got a solution. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than going into another strategic conversation with the client and they remember everything that you've talked about and you've forgotten this key thing that was actually quite a painful thing for them. And then you start bagging on about it. (laughs) Or or even worse, you, you start there, you go into the meeting and say, right. So I just looked at my notes and where we left was you were really angry about dot, dot, dot. Let's have a look at that again. You bring it back. If you can take emotion out, and I think this is about all about clean language, isn't it? And clean Mm. communication. Mm. And also part of allowing your client to understand that you've heard and understood. I think every time you have that strategic conversation, you have an open and a close and try and open it always in the same way and close it in the same way. And then the closing is that feeding back, like you were saying, and go, okay, so we've talked about these things, you've raised these issues, am I right in thinking the priority might be over here? You know, don't make the decisions because you don't know Mm. until you ask the question at the end of the close, and that gives you better outputs to put onto your notes. Yeah. But note-taking is incredibly important, and also if you've got a team, say even if you're an account manager but then you've got, you know, one or two people that support you with that client, My next step after that conversation with a client would be to then sit down with those guys and go, what, this is what went on. This is, you know, this is what's important to the client or the customer to keep that front of mind whenever you're doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Do you think there's, do you think there's something about when is the right time in a customer relationship to start having more strategic conversations? And and I ask that, I guess, from a point of view that not everyone's business 
has the service or product which would be to help a customer. Yeah. So, you know, we take your business, for example, your remit really is supporting organizations to gain a competitive advantage in their world and to grow and develop through marketing and digital yeah. strategy. Yeah. Um, so having a strategic conversation very early in the process is yeah. is natural and fits right. Let's get, we got a company making widgets over here and they mm-hmm. want to make uh, more money making more widgets and selling more widgets. Um, Mm-hmm. When's the right time in the process to start having strategic conversations with their contacts, knowing that really what their aim is to forge better partnership? I think it's tricky, like you say, because it, it depends on your the sector. It depends on what your actual product or service is. Mm. I mean, if you're a B2C organization, for example, you're not necessarily dealing with who are the C's in that equation, you know, and then you might have a really complicated B to B to B to C <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. So I think it depends what you're selling and at what point. But I think if we're talking about the guys that are listening to this podcast, there are account managers. So, you know, by definition, you know, that is already a role that should be, you know, really used to having strategic conversations. So when you bring a client on board, no matter what it is that your industry is, if you are an account manager, in my mind, you're already that level up from the cold callers who might be sitting on, for example, and I'm not diminishing cold callers by anything, but cold callers are all about having these really quick conversations with people on the phone, but that always gets pulled through further down. You know, so for me, an account manager's already, you know, they've already enabled and should be having strategic conversations. So if at the moment any CAM pro is using their induction process or introduction to a client to be really transactional. Yes, there's certain things where, you know, your your new client or your new customer will, will want to know who you are, how to contact you, what's the best way, you know, setting up your working relationships, all very important. But I probably start fairly early on with a strategic, and I, you know I do that anyway because I'm a big picture girl anyway. So I'm like, give me the big picture first and then we'll go down to where the, you know, the squirrels play. But I think as an account manager, you are already in that role where you're expected to at least, you know, 40% of what you do should be strategic. Mm. Yeah. So maybe it is about positioning that part of your onboarding for any new client and any new account is having these strategic conversations and then factoring those strategic yes. conversations in your annual exactly. contact your qu- cadence. Yeah, you know, or even your quarterly, whatever, because, you know, you teach them all of it, teach guys about their camp plans and, mm. you know, their quarterly meetups and whatever that is. So whatever you lay the plan out for that client or that customer, yeah. at least during the year, I would hope you're at least having one or two set aside times to have strategic conversations because yeah. more often than not, everything else, Actual, isn't it? Making sure that they've been looked after and heard and, you know. Yeah. You said the S word there when you when you were talking. It. You said squirrel, and it made me think. <laughs> it, made, it made me think about squirrels, and I had this little pretty picture of loads of squirrels because, of and course, then you, I, you went I, off yeah, with the squirrels. Didn't that's because I'm a squirrel. I I get distracted so easily, as you know. <laughs> and um, but then it got me thinking. Well, how do you? And I know I've been on the receiving end of this, of course, mm-hmm. with you, Shelley. You do have to handle me as a squirrel when we're having strategic conversations. With love and care. With love and care. Thank you. <laughs> But how do you do it? How, what's, what, are, what would your top tips be for somebody who knows they go 
going into a strategic conversation with someone who gets easily distracted. Maybe they're an entrepreneurial leader and they are, you know, yeah, squirrels. Right. How do you handle a squirrel? I think if you <laughs> identify a squirrel or a magpie, you know. Or a magpie, have, yeah. Okay. That could be the winged variety. Don't give me too many metaphors. It's like, okay, on, no, right, okay. yeah. It's just because a magpie likes shiny things and goes yeah. off. But I suppose, you know. Um, so I think it's important to identify those traits of a customer quite early on. So again, mm-hmm. you've got to be pretty self-aware and, and pretty open to watching the behavior of your customer or your client. But I think what supports it is that bit around your framework of how you actually work with that client in terms of your structure. I am a big structure and a big systems and process girl, right? But early on for me is the element of if you're having those strategic conversations from the beginning and you're documenting them, you're being very clear in the beginning what the priorities are and where your remit is within things and what the plan is for the next 12 months, right? So when the squirrel tendency starts to come out or the magpie starts to come out, always listen. Okay. And as you know, I've given you a big idea book, right? That's where your squirrel <laughs> stuff goes. It's over it's here. Not I've got to it. Say, yeah, you've got to show your book. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Let me get it. Let me get it. Because okay. some people might be watching the video of this. Yes. yes. You know, so there's if you're my, only there, listening there, at the moment, you've got to go and have a look. There's my big know. idea book. There's my yeah, big idea book. Thank, thank you, David's big ideas are stored here, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, that's not to say I only give that to squirrels. Okay. So. <laughs> Because the thing is, as an entrepreneur, and if you are as an account manager dealing directly with the with the entrepreneurial kind of personality anyway, they they need to have this element to them anyway. So there'll be a slight bit of the squirrel and everyone's, you know, almost like the, uh, the, the autistic spectrum, if you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can move up and down on the, the squirrel spectrum as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those ideas are actually really important and a big part of, of an entrepreneur's makeup. And sometimes there are gems in there and gold in there. So that's why I say to you, you know, just write them in there. You're validating them by putting them somewhere. But we got to go back to, right, do you remember that conversation we had where we said that the priorities for the next da-da-da-da-da are these, you know, these three things? Are you saying that this bit that you've come to me about now that is new, do they fall within those priorities or should we should we be changing yeah. you know, what our focus is on? Because yeah. you as an account manager or a consultant or whoever you are in terms of your role, it's incredibly hard to try and secure outcomes for a client if the goalposts keep moving. Yeah. And we need to be protective of scope creep in any scope account creep. management role. So actually Very the ability much. to be able to go back and say, y- y- you said that you wanted to do this and this was the overall, st- has that changed or is that still the exactly. same? And do we need to rethink this? So I like that. It's time for the Camcast Killer Question. You know, we have a regular segment on the show for yes. the Camcast Killer Question. So now's your chance to share with us your your killer question. So I, I think you come up with one for Campros themselves. Uh, I did, so yes. so share with us your killer question, Shelley. Well, we're going to link this back now to what we said in, in terms of strategy being that link, that path, right, between vision and action. Okay, so I wrote this down. So I'm going to read it nice and clear. Right, what does your desired future state look like in your ideal future relationship? with this client mm. so it sounds like a mouthful but you know when you're having a strategic conversation with someone and you're trying to make it a value-based conversation yeah 
you are wanting them, the client, to articulate to you, what is your desired future? You know, describe it to me. Tell me, you know, how does it look? How does it feel? What does that, you know, what are what are the things that are important about that to you? And then you as a CAM professional, you kind of having these conversations, but maybe you aren't able to have those conversations yet, or mm. you want to be that CAM pro that actually does deliver that for a client. So you may have to make a bit of a shift yourself, won't you? Yeah. From a, either you got to learn some more skills mm. around listening and open questions. And being curious, sometimes curious, you've got to flex that muscle, being curious as well. But then who do you need to become as a, as a CAM professional then in order to be able to have these yeah. kinds of conversations with clients? I'm just picking up on the nuances there of the way that you've structured that question as well. Because I could just ask the question, you know, so what, what, what's the goal here? What are you looking to achieve? You know, where are you looking to end up? And actually, that wouldn't be as powerful because it wouldn't get such a personal experience based response from the client. And actually, even in the language there, you know, what's your desired future state? That's a very sort of kinesthetic feeling type, you know, part of the question that we could get some really useful personal response there. What does it look like? You know, we're really painting a picture, which for some people, and I'm massively generalized now, but I think it's in the 50 or 60th percentile of those that. Yeah. Would be slightly preference visual. towards visual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So feeding on that as a preference would be really, really useful. So it's not just about what you're asking, it's about how you're asking it. And that can be quite a valuable exercise to look at. And then the listening, questions. isn't it? Mm. To to what they end up. So like you said now with the kinesthetic and the visual, and if people haven't done any work on this yet in terms of yeah. you know people's style of how they communicate you want to listen for those words so if they go oh i really feel like you know x and yeah. this is da, da 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 or i see this in a those words will give you an indicator and then that will again help you in future discussions with them where you're mirroring their language and you're speaking to them in a way that connects you to them a lot quicker in the future yeah. and builds credibility which means you can then have more strategic conversation yeah. it's like full circle i love ah. it i love it <laughs> i mean you know there might be some people listening to this episode and thinking who who made david and shelley the experts and the leading voice on strategy uh i disagree with them um, i think it's it's and they're right this is our experience of it, exactly. and, it and even you know the people that i've asked to share with me their definition there's some yeah. there's a real breadth of, yes. of response there that, that gives a whole load of different angles. So this is very personal. It is. And yet I do think it's one of those things that's really important that businesses and teams get a handle on what their definition of strategy is, mm -hmm. what it means to them, how it plays out and how they can use it and, and have those more strategic conversations with with their clients to, to get better relationships. If we were boiling this down now, Shelley, to Okay. You know, three top tips that we could give CAM pros Ooh. around how to have better strategic conversations. Sum it up in three three sentences that could get people really focused at the end oh, of this podcast. I want more. Okay. Okay. So let's do the number one, which we said right from the beginning. Yeah. Create the space for the conversation. Yeah. So you have a much better chance of being heard and then mm -hmm. being listened to, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, number two, I would say, is set your mindset 
before you're going in. Mm -hmm. So that's that bit we said about moving away from cost-based conversations, transactional, to more value-based conversations. And then asking those really good open questions and be very, very curious, you know, don't expect to be the expert in that conversation right then. And I'd make that number four. I'd I'd, I'd make that okay. one on its own. That's, that's don't okay. don't make yourself or don't go in there thinking that you have to be the expert. You know, yeah. seek seek to understand rather than to respond. Actually, go in there with the view of being curious, open, and finding more and more out about the customer's world. Uh, sure. You know, actually, that's what you want to become the expert in the yes. customer's world. So the strategic conversation is a learning exercise more yes. than it is anything else. So uh, you don't become an expert overnight, right? Yeah. So, you know, you can't expect to be, I don't like the word expert anyway. I feel like, are you ever an expert in something? You can specialize and spend a whole lot of time on something and know more than other people potentially. Yeah. But you only become an expert over time and only when you're being curious. Totally. Big conversation, but big value, I think, in what we've gone through today and some really, really useful practical points and pieces of advice there for, for Cam Pros listening. Shelley, thank you so much for, for joining us today on Camcast. <laughs> you know, if people are looking for strategic support within digital marketing and marketing consult, well, you know, what, what, how can they get in touch? You know, if, if people want to learn more about Shelley and what Harbour 32 do? Well, well, thanks to my husband, I have a Swedish surname and therefore there is only one of me. <laughs> So if you Googled me, you'd find me, Shelley Rosslyn, but it'll, it'll all be in the show notes there. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, and obviously we've got our website as well, Harbour, spelled the English way, number32.co.uk, but we'll pop it in the show notes as well. Happy days. Shelley, thank you so much for joining us today on Camcast. Thank you. Camcast, key account management made easy. So there it is. We peel back a few layers of that strategic onion. So... What do you think? What has it left you reflecting on for your team and your business? Perhaps you're thinking that the team talk strategy, but don't necessarily see it through. Perhaps the very idea of teams having more strategic conversations with clients worries you or them. Is there a skill deficit when it comes to carrying out value-based conversations? Or maybe you have all this nailed and that true strategic conversations are the way you differentiate from your competition. Take a moment to pause and reflect about this topic and decide what, if anything, you would like to do differently as a result. Remember that it's less about the 45 minutes that we share together on this podcast and more about the next 45 days in your business as you discuss and implement positive change. I love the way that Shelley described strategy as the path that links vision to action and the notion that the how and the what become clear when you know your why. All too often we see businesses get sucked into the tactics when they're talking about strategy, when in reality the strategy has to come first. When talking with clients on the strategic vision, do your teams listen with the intent to understand or with the intent to reply? Risking, of course, showering the client with an ill-timed pitch fest and a spray-and-pray sales approach. Curiosity doesn't kill the cat when it comes to being a trusted partner, and it's time to hone the skills to be curious with your most important clients. Remember that as account managers, we don't need all the answers. We just have to have the right questions and the enthusiasm to learn. 
Wherever you're listening to this, get involved in the conversation. This is a big topic. So head over to LinkedIn or Twitter and tell us what you would add to the topic and what ideas you have for having a better value-based strategic conversation with your most important customers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Camcast, a podcast brought to you by camguru.com, one of the UK's leading key account management consulting and training organizations. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate you sharing it with your connections, giving us a review on your chosen podcast app and letting us know what else you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode. You can find the show notes for this episode on the website at camguru.com forward slash podcast.